Hello and welcome everyone back to In the Active Site, the podcast where you meet the brightest minds in the fields of biocatalysis and biotransformations. My name is Christoph Winkler and I present this podcast together with my colleague Matthias Pickel. We are both scientists in the Elk Crewing Graz who will host the upcoming Biotrans 2021 conference. Our guest today is Magali Raymond Simeon, who is professor at the National Institute of Applied Science of Toulouse in Toulouse. Um, there she is head of the Catal Catalysis and Enzyme Molecular Engineering team. And she is the scientific director of the high throughput screening platform of the Toulouse Biotechnology Institute. Besides many more achievements, Magali is an expert in biochemistry and, uh, and the biotechnology of saccharides and glucosides. And she uses the full um, uh, pan tool panel of the state-of-the-art tools in biocatalysis to synthesize these targets. Magali, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you here and I'm looking forward to our chat. Hello, Christoph. Hello, everyone. It's also a big pleasure, of course, to, to be here. Thank you, Christoph, for your introduction. Um, of course, uh, uh, um, I, I, it's, it's really a big pleasure to participate in this unusual and, uh, and exciting uh, series, you know, episode nine, uh, uh, I think, right? And I hope it will be a good one. <laughs> also here with us is um, my colleague, office mate and co-host Matthias Pickel. Hi, Matthias. Hello, Christoph, and welcome, Magali. It's nice to meet you here virtually and uh, hopefully in summer also in person. So, Magali, uh, let's talk a, lo a little bit about your CV. So, you did your undergraduate studies uh, at the INCA in uh, biochemical engineering and then in applied microbiology. And you stayed in the very lovely city Toulouse uh, also for your PhD uh, with uh, one of the uh, pioneers of white biotechnology, Professor Pierre Monsor. The PhD was uh, an industry-related project so you were dealing with uh, enzymatic synthesis of oligosaccharides together with the company BioEurope. So other than most of our guests here, uh, who often are synthetic chemists by training, you have your roots uh, in the field of biochemistry and microbiology. From this perspective, was this a good starting point uh, to work in the field of biocatalysis? Well, I, I hope so. Well, no, more seriously. Um, modern biochemist uh, uh, or microbiologist, I'm a biochemical engineer by training. I've been trained in both life science and engineering sciences. My courses uh, uh, at INSA comprise basics of engineering, process operation, uh, design of bioreactors, uh, and also integrated fundamentals in microbiology, molecular biology, enzyme kinetics, etc. Um, was it a good starting point uh, to work in biocatalysis? Um, I think so. Uh, and it has certainly impacted my, my career. The double training in, in life science and engineering sciences um, gave me probably a broader vision on how to study and use enzymes uh, with a, a, a strong desire to understand the, the fundamental aspects of enzyme catalysis and at the same time to uh, uh, develop concrete uh, uh, application. And uh, so um, do I miss a strong chemistry background in, in my daily work? Um, I have to admit that it could be very useful for in-depth mechanistic studies and, and I am surrounded by chemists in my groups. And this is really useful. 
uh, it's also very useful today i mean to to imagine to be creative with with new synthetic pathways you know mixing different types of enzymes certainly uh, and uh, a more general point of view, I think that having an excellent level in heart science, I mean, mathematics, physics, chemistry, is really important uh, uh, today to be able to, to approach uh, uh, interdisciplinary subjects with uh, more uh, agility. And, and you know uh, uh, very well that, that today's biotechs uh, uh, are inherently multidisciplinary. Okay, you did your postdoc with Professor Graves uh, at the University of Pennsylvania and then you did a short stay at the company before you returned as an associate professor to Paul Sabatier. Uh, then you moved to your current institute, uh, the before mentioned uh, National Institute of Applied Science of Toulouse, where you became uh, the head of Catalysis and Enzyme uh, Molecular Engineering Group, uh, where you also later became a full professor. So Magali, in your current position, you lead a laboratory consisting of eight professors, more than 70 scientists and working in several different areas, ranging from computational work to high throughput and conventional lab work. How is this organized? Are these research areas integrated into each other or separate groups? Well, uh, the Catalysis and Enzyme Molecular Engineering team um, of the Toulouse Biotechnology Institute is indeed a big team. Uh, it's, but it's divided in five subgroups or that we call thematic areas and each of them being under the supervision of a group leader that can conduct his uh, uh, own research independently. Um, over time, this organization has facilitated the, 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 the formal and, and uh, rapid emergence and, and implementations of new thematic areas dedicated, for example, first to uh, enzyme discovery and then transporter discovery, uh, uh, biomass degradation, uh, lipid and plastics uh, uh, biotransformation. Plastic biotransformation is pretty recent uh, uh, in, in our group. Uh, development of synthetic enzymes for our innovation. Uh, development of uh, 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 also an implementation of a molecular modeling uh, 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 and design group. So the idea was is, and, and is really to share our experience, uh, uh, our approaches, methodologies, and at, uh, it, it's also to share fundings for common, common equipments and consumables uh, and in order to, to be as, rap as rapidly as possible visible and recognized at the international level on new thematics. And... Um, Yes, the, the, we, we have a lot of exchanges between the, the various thematic uh, areas and, and we even had some, some projects, you know, that gathered, the particip well, that, that, that gathered uh, participants from the five subgroups. And, uh, for example, there was a case for uh, PLA synthesis and, and degradation a few years ago. Uh, so this is rather common, and so yes, we try to interact as much as we can. 
when it makes sense, of course, for our project. And and my own uh, in, in the group in which I am, I'm more involved. The uh, uh, enzyme for for our innovation is working like like the user, interacting with the others, and writing grants and uh, uh, training PhD students, uh, hiring people on industrial projects or academic ones. So uh, since the immense attention sugar-based biocatalysis has gotten over the last few years. Everyone is looking forward to your keynote lecture at the Biotrans 2021 in Graz. Have you been to a Biotrans before? And if so, what was your first such conference you visited? Well, you know, uh, um, this will be my first talk at Biotrans. And uh, I'm very grateful to, uh, uh, to, to Wolfgang Kutil for having, uh, inviting me. Uh, it's, it's an honor, of course, to, to be here. Many of my collaborators and students have attended before. Um, but you know, uh, Biotrans is usually held uh, during the summer and uh, in July. And I have uh, three children. And when they were, you know, uh, uh, small, uh, well, I had to take care of my children uh, during the vacation. And that's why, I'm. in fact, I, I did not attend most of the time. And, uh, and now they are older, and I can tell you that they are very happy that their mother leaves them alone in July. <laughs> okay, yeah, I completely understand. Um, <laughs> you need to spend as much time as possible with them. Um, <laughs> now we come to the scientific questions. Yes, sure. You are the scientific director of the high-throughput platform of the Chenopol Toulouse, which combines your in-house facilities and the screening platform of the Geno tool. With this platform, you seem to cover every need that a scientist in biocatalysis has, ranging from protein identification and design all the way to 3D structure determination. Please elaborate on this platform and also please tell us how is this platform integ integrated in your group's uh, research? Uh, what is a recent successful project you did with these facilities? Um, well, you're right, Christoph. I'm also involved in the scientific direction of the HTA's uh, platform of uh, uh, TBI. Um, it's a technological uh, platform that gathers all our facilities uh, for HTA's uh, uh, high-throughput screening of enzymes, analytics and uh, protein, uh, protein purification and, and biophysical uh, characterization. Uh, this platform is easily accessible to all the members of uh, uh, the catalysis team. Uh, it's really the, the cornerstone uh, uh, of our uh, activities. And uh, this platform is also open to other laboratories and companies for enzyme engineering or screening campaigns via services of our research projects. And, and and so it's very important for, for the entire team. It's, it's you know, it's, it's really also... A, 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 a factor, a parameter that is important for uh, for the the entire functioning of, of the of the various subgroups and cooperation. And ten years ago, we decided to merge uh, this platform with the platform of structural biology and chemical synthesis uh, uh, of Toulouse, uh, which is dedicated to protein ligand uh, uh, screening, design, and synthesis. And so we became, uh, uh, by this way, uh, a member of the Genopol of Toulouse, named Genotool, uh, which is a, a, coordinate, a coordinated network of different research platforms 
for life sciences. And so merging the, the two platforms had, uh, uh, has incredibly uh, facilitated the, the determination of structures, uh, and but also uh, uh, our uh, 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 structure-based engineering uh, approaches. And now uh, we don't have to write a full proposal when we want to solve a structure, you know. <laughs> And, and it's much easier. And, and in addition, it's also very good and very important for the training of our, of our PhD students. And last but not least, the platform uh, uh, is also a, a, a member of a pan-European infrastructure, IBISBA, together with uh, other platforms of the Toulouse Biotechnology Institute and uh, of the platforms of the Toulouse White Biotechnology uh, Pre-Demonstrator. And so uh, uh, this uh, uh, European infrastructure, IBISBA, uh, brings together 16 partners from different uh, 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 European biotechnology laboratories uh, from nine different uh, EU countries. And the idea is really to build a, a European uh, distributed network of research facility to, to, to provide inno innovation uh, uh, service and also to accelerate a transformation of bioscience research into industrial uh, applications. And you asked for a recent successful project you, we, we did with this, uh, with this facility. Well, we recently had many successful and great projects. And we solved um, many new structures and developed uh, approach, uh, a successful approach. The most recent and remarkable uh, one and, and, and the most uh, striking achievement uh, uh, that made the, the cover page of Nature last May is the successful, uh, the, the successful, sorry, and the outstanding engineering of a polyethylene terephthalate polymerase, which was accomplished thanks to a very fruitful collaboration between uh, uh, the Young uh, uh, Carbius company, uh, two groups of our catalysis team, the group of molecular modeling and design and the group involved in lipid and plastic biotransformation, the platform, uh, PIT, and also the Toulouse uh, White Biotech uh, Demonstrator. So this is, uh, well, yeah, this was a, a great uh, achievement. Well, Magali, congratulations to this. This is really amazing, an amazing achievement. Um, Magali, you're an outstanding expert in glycosylation and the selective production of poly and oligosaccharides. You tackle these processes with everything our discipline has to offer, including protein design, evolutionary methods, also structure determination. From your publications, I read that you work with library sizes ranging from dozens to 10,000s of variants. How do you decide on the evolution strategy? How do you choose hotspots for mutation? Is this purely rational or do you apply computation? Um, is this dependent on the target reaction you work on? Um, these are central questions for us uh, uh, and, and for all enzyme engineers. Uh, the, the, the strategy of evolution uh, uh, we apply um, is um, depend, of course, uh, on, on the target reactions and is in direct line uh, with our capacity, uh, sensitivity and efficiency of, of screening, as, as said Francis Arnold, you know. And, and uh, for sugars, 
it's uh, it's very difficult to discriminate, for example, regioisomers. It's even sometimes difficult to identify glycosylated molecules, at least at a high throughput. I'm not talking about LC uh, analyses or, uh, uh, or LCML, but to do this at very high throughput, it's very complicated. And especially when you want to work with natural substrates and not uh, available substrates or substrates that are not on the shelves. And uh, 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 and if you don't want also to use substrate analogs to avoid bias, and so we are we, we are definitely missing a, a generic and universal assays in order to apply fully random strategies, and uh, uh, um, and which which will would allow to to screen a, a library of big big size. And, uh, and and generic those generic and universal assays are, are remain uh, remain a growl for us, and so uh, uh, that is why, in fact, we we rely a lot and quasi systematically uh, uh, in all our projects on structure guided engineering, molecular modeling, dynamics, and computational protein design. Well, using these approaches, uh, you were able to shift the regular selectivity of glycosylations and uh, you were able to alter the enzyme's specificities for uh, uh, different glycan acceptors. So this was quite successful, I would say. You, being the co-inventor of more than 20 patents, demonstrates how close to application your research is. Are there are any of your inventions already applied in industry, maybe on larger scale? What are, from your personal um, experience, the key parameters that um, enzymes need to meet to be relevant for industry? Are any of my inventions uh, already applied in industry, maybe on a larger scale? I would answer not enough, definitely. <laughs> Means that it's not that easy. But yes, yes, um, uh, process derived from uh, our research that is used today for the production of several tens of tons of oligosaccharides per year. And so it's possible and it's profitable. Um, it's not easy. The key parameters that enzymes need to meet are uh, dependent uh, on the application, of course. You, you, you know that the constraints for therapeutic enzymes, for example, won't be the same as for enzymes targeting plastic degradations or polymer from synthesis. Uh, um, uh, however, uh, for most uh, of the uh, application, uh, uh, the enzyme stability, catalytic efficiency, the absence of byproduct, the ability to work at high substrate uh, concentration um, are key parameters to increase the, the space-time yield, uh, of course, the gram of uh, a product per liter and per volume of reactor you can reach, and also to limit the, the catalyst consumption and to limit the cost of the catalyst uh, uh, in the process. And... Uh, uh, um, it's also very important to, to ensure, you know, uh, that the enzyme can be easily produced in high amounts and that the purification process uh, uh, will be simple and, and not too expensive. Well, I agree, there are not enough biocatalytic routes um, running on industrial level now. Um, I personally think, think that the role of academia 
is finding novel catalysts catalyzing interesting reactions. However, scientists in industry often wish that more parameters and especially the application on a larger scale is also demonstrated already in academia. Could you share your experience in transferring a process that was developed in academia, maybe in your labs, to industry? Um, I agree with your analysis, yeah. Um, it's our role and, it, and, and it's really exciting also, also to, to discover new activities and, and or engineer new activities uh, uh, on purpose. Uh, it's also true that our uh, industrial partners uh, would like to have as many information as possible uh, before launching a project. And uh, uh, um, they, they would like to know more about the enzyme potential for their specific applications. And, and very often we don't have all the answers uh, to the questions because it's just uh, uh, beyond the scope uh, of uh, the studies that we uh, have been carried out. And so more intense screening uh, uh, of the natural diversity uh, coupled to systematic substrate and product profiling would certainly help, you know, to, 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 to help the transfer uh, uh, from academia to, to industry. It's also very important for a successful transfer to obtain uh, as early as possible very precise specifications to determine the objectives uh, to, be, to, be, to be achieved uh, 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 and to reach. And, uh, uh, and on the other end, you know, you, you, you also have to be very careful because sometimes uh, if, if your partners give you too many constraints at, at a very early stage, you may kill, you, you may kill a, pro a project and, and, uh, and fallacious uh, uh, arguments. And this is why I think it's very important to surround yourself with a process specialist, for example, we will have a different analysis of the entire process. Uh, we'll maybe we'll uh, uh, eliminate problems that you have identified, but are, may not be problem <laughs> problems in, in the end. Or on the contrary, we'll pinpoint critical steps that you did not you know, uh, suspect at all. Many people say that uh, regarding application, biocatalysis on sugar molecules is one of the most advanced methods, which is supported by the recent success in nucleoside-based drug synthesis. Do you agree with that? And do you think that this is the case since the substrates are more related to natural ones compared to in case of many other enzymes? Um, it's true that the process of transformation of uh, organic matter is at the origin of uh, the discovery of enzyme activities. And, uh, and uh, may I recall that the first enzyme activity that was discovered is, uh, is an amylase that was called diastase by two French chemists, you know, in the mid-19th uh, century, which is pretty recent, you know. So, uh, uh, and it's true that carbohydrate-active enzymes represent around 50% of the market share for industrial enzymes and uh, used in food, feed sectors, paper industries, uh, bioenergy sectors. But these applications uh, uh, mainly target hydrolytic, uh, hydrolytic enzymes for plant polysaccharide degradation and virilization. Sugar synthesis uh, using uh, cell-free 
enzyme preparation, not full cells, but cell-free enzyme preparation. It's not that common. And, and the full enzymatic uh, uh, synthesis, for example, of Islatravir, yes, this uh, 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 nucleoside used uh, uh, for the treatments of, uh, of AIDS, uh, uh, this this uh, full enzymatic synthesis is definitely a real process, and yes, it shows that sugar-active enzymes can be very competitive in synthesis too, compared to more conventional sugar chemistry, which has progressed uh, a lot, or so, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, but remains very challenging. And this is due to the protection and the protection that are needed uh, in, in, in order to uh, uh, protection of the hydroxy groups, which are uh, uh, numerous in, in a sugar molecule and, and which all have more or less the same reactivity. So the specificity and reduced specificity uh, of enzymes really makes sense for a sugar synthesis or glycoconjugates or polymers, uh, sugar-based polymers, etc. So Magali, we also want to talk uh, to you about the balance of teaching and research. Some universities start to hire personnel for teaching only or for research only. Also, as a young scientist, I often get the advice to focus on research and not to invest too much time to, onto teaching. In your opinion, what is the value of teaching and what is the value of combining the two tasks for doing research and teaching? Um, personally, uh, I love teaching. I hate mocking exam papers, but I love teaching. <laughs> teaching is, is uh, well, teaching, what is it? It's, it's bringing, it's sharing knowledge, it's uh, exchanging with uh, young students, it's, uh, really, it's really stimulating. It's also showing to students how to use this knowledge, how to uh, decipher it, and 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 so it's it's really gratifying. Uh, but to do so, you you also um, must know your subject well, and you also have to identify your your own gaps, your weaknesses, and so this is very good for you too. Uh, in addition, uh, um, well, to, to the fact that it is uh, re rewarding for, for to, to, to share knowledge and exchange with students, I, I, I also think it's, it's very important for uh, students to, to have the opportunity to listen to lectures given by researchers who share their passion uh, for their research topics, who have uh, hands-on uh, research experience, who are aware of the latest uh, advances uh, in their field. And this is why I, I'm not in, in favor of a strict dichotomy uh, uh, between teaching and research. So you supervised uh, 26 PhD theses and uh, I can only guess uh, how many master or bachelor theses. So, what do you think is the most important skill that the young scientist uh, should bring into his or her thesis? Or in other words, how do you select the people to fit into your working group? Um, uh, well, forwards, motivation, curiosity, creativity and perseverance. And a little bit of humor in addition. Because, you know, uh, life, life is too short and, and, uh, and science must be fun.
Yeah, for sure. Research uh, is uh, a thing to enjoy. I think we are lucky to can, uh, that we can do it, I guess. So we are uh, very eager to have you in person in Graz this summer and hope the situation allows us to have the Biotrans uh, 2021 in presence. Can you give uh, our audience a short glance uh, on what your keynote lecture will all about? Well, my keynote lectures, you know, will be about carbohydrate-active enzymes and more specifically, you know, glycan secreted. This is my passion. Yeah. So, well, I, I, I'm very happy to, to have the opportunity to show our latest results in, the, in these fields. Maybe uh, uh, we'll disclose some new, uh, uh, new structures and... Um, new mechanisms and uh, uh, and uh, and also maybe a new process for like to conjugate uh, 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 productions and uh, so yes I hope uh, I have this uh, this opportunity and I'll be very happy uh, to, to share all this uh, with uh, with the biotrans audience well I'm looking forward to listen to also the new stuff you will have uh, you can share by then um, <laughs> So now in the next round, we ask you a couple of quick questions and I ask you just for very quick and short answers. Magali, what is your uh, favorite enzyme or your favorite enzyme family? Guess. <laughs> well, no, I can guess the answer. It's glucan secrase. <laughs> you know what? Because, you know, it's it's really amazing from a, from a, from a sugar that is so small to be able, I mean, this, this is pure molecule, very white chrysaline disaccharides, to be able just by putting one enzymes and without anything else, I mean, to, to be able to produce so many types of polymers, so big, so diverse in, in linkage, and it has fascinated me uh, since the beginning <laughs> and still I'm fascinated <laughs> it is indeed fascinating what do you expect from a good paper what I do expect from a from a good paper you mean a good paper that I write or a good paper that I read um, I was going for a good paper that you read so oh, what yeah. is the paper that you kind of draws you in yeah a good paper that i that i read is 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 of course something that will bring me uh, new ideas you know well you know when i can make connection with what what we are looking at uh, uh, at the moment and uh, that will also um bring really new things new new ideas new concepts uh, 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 that it can relate you know with uh, with our own uh, uh, um, research what is a scientific no-go for you either in a paper or in a talk the scientific what is a scientific no-go something you really don't want to see in a paper or in a talk uh... Something I don't want to see, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, of course, uh, connected with the, uh, uh, the data that are presented. I want to have people that are honest and frank, you know. I prefer to have, you know, something that is maybe less fancy, but is representative of, uh, 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 of, the, of the research that has been uh, conducted, yes. What was the nicest or the worst reviewer comment that you ever got? The, 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 the shortest one that demonstrated that the papers 
had not been written, uh, read. <laughs> yes, no one wants to read something like this. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. How do you spend your time when you're not thinking about science? Ah, when I'm not thinking about science. You know, I have one, as, as I said, you know, have a family that, I, well, I, of course, it, it, takes, it takes a lot of time. And, 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 uh, uh, but yeah, and my, my hobbies, you mean? Well, I like to read, of course. I like to go to the cinema. I like to listen to music uh, a lot. And, and friends. I have a lot of friends. And we're, we're meeting together and uh, have very old friends. And uh, I like, you know, those... Uh, those dinners and 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 uh, yes uh, and parties and uh, <laughs> those things yes uh, i enjoy life yeah hopefully this will be soon again possible the way that we're used uh, to ah yeah yeah i hope um, so one last question have you ever, ever been to graz before no and this will be my first time and i really am eager to, to visit Graz. I'm very impressed also by the research that is conducted in Graz and uh, uh, and of course in, and I know many of of, uh, uh, of the researchers there and uh, uh, and I think it's it's probably one of the yeah biggest uh, center uh, uh, and, and that you had yeah, that you have in Europe yes. So I will be very happy, yes, to, to visit Graz and, and uh, ASAIB and, uh, you know, mm. yeah. Well, we are eager to have you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks a lot, Magali, for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much for all your nice uh, questions and for, for this very interesting uh, chat. Thank you, Magali, also from my side. So thank you all dear listeners for turning us on again and for um, and stay true to us also in two weeks when we meet the next person who will have an invited lecture at the Biotrans 2021. As always, we are grateful for any feedback or questions you send us. Contact us either via the Biotrans Twitter account or send us an email. Thank you and goodbye everyone. So for today's sign-off, I want to talk about the uh, about reviews. Uh, actually, there are a lot out there. So about enzyme classes, about compound classes, and so on. But I recently saw a search in uh, reviews about uh, very obscure uh, targets or also historical ones. And uh, yeah, I think uh, sometimes uh, they are not uh, so easy to get citations, but actually uh, often they are just a very nice read and uh, they definitely deserve our attention. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons by license, which allows rework and redistribution as long as credit is given and any adaption is licensed under similar terms.